Yesterday, I had the opportunity to do something that was truly joyful. I lived in Washington, D.C., gosh, about 10 years ago, and I went back yesterday to celebrate the wedding of a couple I'd gotten to know then. It was part of a small community, but a very active young adult community. They'd gotten a choir going, there was gathering in small groups. It was just a really alive church. And these two people that I had known separately, in my absence, had met, obviously dated, now they were getting married. And I went back yesterday to Washington to celebrate the wedding. And as I was leaving the seminary, one of my brother priests said to me, gosh, you know, it must be nice just to get away from everything for a little bit, to get away from all the negative tweets and, and all the heaviness and all the anger and all the sadness, and just to go out for a minute and celebrate a joyful wedding. And I know what he was saying, but I remember stopping him right there and saying, this is not a diversion. This is not a chance to step out of things for a minute and go enjoy some pleasant moments. This is the church. This is the church every bit as much as anything else we might talk about or hear. This is real. This isn't just two people who happened to meet and now they were getting married and they're just one couple amongst thousands of couples that probably got married yesterday. This is the church. And to be there, to be there yesterday in particular, made it clear to me in a way that maybe all the other hundreds of weddings I've been privileged to celebrate didn't make clear. And there we were. If you look at the readings for today, especially the gospel, you might think, as I did, boy, the homily almost writes itself. There it is. But I'd like to draw our attention to just one little line, maybe just one little line, like that one little couple in the midst of everything else. And it's from that second letter in which James says, humbly receive the word that was planted in your heart. No, actually, he doesn't say humbly receive. He says humbly welcome the word that was planted in your heart because that alone is what saves souls. And every single one of the words in that little phrase is sheer gold. That word, as I said at the start of Mass, isn't something that we think of. It isn't something that we write. It isn't something in spite of our best efforts that we can phrase. It's a word that's planted inside of us. That's not what Moses and the Israelites had. They were given a covenant to read and to listen to. And if they really held on to it tightly, then they would be a people of the covenant. That's not what we have. By virtue of our baptism, by virtue of the grace we receive, by virtue of the sacraments, but especially by virtue of how we receive those sacraments in and amongst ourselves as a community like a husband and wife kneeling before the altar, like all the parents in this room holding their children or sitting beside them, like every one of us who for whatever reason made the choice to be here this morning, we have that seed, that word of God planted inside of us. And in spite of whatever we might do or whatever we might be subjected to, that interiorly planted word is not going anywhere. But what difference does it make? It only makes a difference if we welcome it, if we acknowledge that it's there. Not simply receiving it, but welcoming it. It's as if we're welcoming the stranger 
who was sleeping on our couch all along and we never noticed it until suddenly we saw them there and we welcomed them. And to be able to say, in spite of the worst thing I've ever done, in spite of the most painful thing I've ever been subjected to, in midst all of that, there still is that word that's been planted within. And what does it mean to welcome it? Not to welcome it without a sense of justice, not to welcome it without a sense of righteous anger, but also to welcome it with a sense of joy when we realize it's there, to welcome it with the realization that that is the source of the justice or the conversion that we so desire. As that couple were there kneeling before the altar yesterday, to welcome what was planted within from long before they ever met each other. I saw what that looked like in each of them before they'd even met, as I knew them as these young adults back in D.C. But he also says, don't just welcome it, but welcome it humbly, because you didn't put it there. And woe to us when we forget that we are not the ones who put it there. Woe to us when we start thinking that we're the reason it's there. And the power of that word is there for us to do with whatever we might choose. And he says, humbly welcome what was planted there. And they were humbly doing that before me, but I'm the one who felt humbled as I saw. All kinds of things are being called for these days. Mundelein sponsoring little novena of masses, nine churches all throughout the archdiocese to celebrate a mass for healing in the church. And already, all kinds of responses to that have come out. There's nothing that a priest or bishop can say that is ever going to be even remotely adequate. And as soon as one of them says something, they're hypocrites. If they say nothing, their heads are in the sand. And in a way, I'm glad that's the case. And I say to the seminarians, don't be defensive. Don't say, hey, that's not about me. Listen with humility and let yourself be humiliated because that's a powerful way to recognize the seed wasn't placed within us by ourselves. But to never let all those powerful emotions overshadow what really is interiorly planted. To never look at prayer and simply say, well, prayer is nice, but now's the time for action, so what are you going to do? The actions aren't worth anything if they're not grounded in that seed that was planted long before we were ever aware of it. A bishop can resign, and that's not going to mean anything, unless for him that's a way of humbly recognizing the seed that was planted within him. New people can gain power. New people can gain accountability. New people can write new policies that are good and honest and just, but those policies won't be worth the paper they're printed on if they are not in their own way a manifestation of a humble welcoming of the word that's planted within. Easier said than done, to be sure. But I had no doubt that that was possible. I had no doubt like I maybe have doubted in recent weeks, I had no doubt yesterday as I stood before that couple kneeling before the altar because that is the church. That's just one small but one incredibly large manifestation of what it means to humbly welcome what is planted within. Just one last detail. The bride was about six months pregnant and everybody in the church knew it. 
And I happen to know that the priests who came along after I left were pretty straight line, pretty by the book. And when I learned that they welcomed this couple with open arms, that really warmed my heart long before all this other stuff broke out in the news. And this little guy about to be born, they knew it was a boy. I said to them then what I truly believed. Here's the real best man in this room. There he is in all his innocence, in all his unbounded potential that's laid before him. This is the church, new found, newly realized, newly born hope can be. But that hope for them was a realization of the word planted within, humbly received, humbly welcomed. And whatever your version of the wedding yesterday looks like, for most of us in this room, it's not a big life-changing event, perhaps, but don't kid yourself. If you woke up this morning and you kissed your spouse or your child, if you woke up this morning and you just took a little time to do something that you enjoyed, if you woke up this morning and just realized that there were things in your life for which you're grateful, that's your version of humbly welcoming the seed that was planted within you, long before you ever knew it was there. It's easy to lose sight of the power of that word in the midst of all the powerful witnesses of when the word wasn't humbly received, but it's not going away, and it is ultimately the source of our hope. Deb and Sean yesterday were and are and always will be the church, and so are we.